Welcome to Wizard Team, a Harry Potter cast for true Potterheads. Each week we discuss a chapter from the series with all of our knowledge of the world of wizarding. With all of our knowledge of the wizarding world, be warned that this is a spoiler-heavy podcast. I'm Robin. And I'm Bayana. We're really excited to go through these chapters and discuss all of our thoughts and feelings about the book. Today we are discussing chapter 10 of Harry Potter and the Deathly Hollows: Creature's Tale. We have some announcements and reminders. We want this podcast to be interactive and want to know your thoughts. So please feel free to tweet along with us. Use the hashtag Wizard Team on Twitter to join the conversation. Love our blog. Love Wizard Team. Have a few extra galleons lying around. Donate to Black Girls Create. You can become a Patronus or send us a cheering charm at blackgirlscreate.org slash donate. We have Wizard Team merch. Head over to our website and step up your nerve, fashion, and stationery game. And if you want to support us but don't have the funds to do so, rate and review us on iTunes. And subscribe to Black Witches Weekly, our newsletter curated by Wizard Bay Deb with nerd news and links to what's been going on. So if you want to be in the know, be sure to subscribe. Go to blackgirlscreate.org. And now for Wizard Team News. Can we pause before we get into the news? I've been tidying up with Marie Kondo and this is wizard team news because if you taken over our slack know about the slack or if you're in the slack yeah Marie Kondo has taken over our slack and now we have a tidying up channel and um I just want y'all to know like I've I've gotten to the point where I found my yearbooks and they're going they're getting tossed but I have been who I am for so goddamn long (laughs) And I don't say that in a positive way. I say that and I just opened up my seventh grade yearbook. No, my eighth grade yearbook. And I took a whole page that is meant for signatures. And I glued a picture of J.C. Chazé in it. And people are writing in my signature. Or in my like things. Robin Chazé. And I just want to read one. Reserved for Haley, because I reserved pages. Also, I don't know who Haley is. And yes. so if you found this podcast, I'm sorry. Hi. <laughs> found this. Rob, Rob Bob. I'm not going to act like a hick like you did. I'll just, I, I'll just like to say, I hope that if, that I see you next year. If not, it has been great knowing you. And you have been the best friend someone could have. You and you I want you to know, know that person? there are no U's. You there are no U's. I don't letter, remember this person. It's the letter U. ADD. And that's, it's all I know, but that's the best U. friend the person you person and the, could have and in the number to say. This is my best friend who I reserved a page reserved for with the number of four course. Haley. I mean, this you is the 90s, the right? Yeah. Of course. Right. You have been the best friend someone could have. You have been there for me, and I was there for you. Well, if you don't, if I don't see you next year. Have a nice life and a good luck and good luck in high school. B F seven Haley Robin loves Robin Chazé. I don't remember her. Yikes! She could knock on the door. No idea. So yeah, I'm like, yeah, this is uh, probably Marie Kondo that shit. Who needs yearbooks when you can't even remember the person you reserved a page now for? Now I'm going to find my, I think I'm, I'm pretty sure life. I have my seventh grade and I know I have my senior, like my senior I have year. my seventh grade, eighth grade, and then grade. my mm-hmm. freshman year, junior and senior year. I don't, I think I was like. 
I didn't Mom, get... let's cut the bullshit, and I didn't even buy yeah. my sophomore year because I didn't want to be there. So, like, right. we, I moved after my freshman year, so I was like, there's no point. Yeah. Um, also, I found out that someone was trying to holla uh-huh. in one of my yearbooks. Mm, right. It only took me 20 years, but hey, boo. <laughs> oh, How's it going? Oh, I see you. Oh, my God. I didn't see you then. You definitely did not. Sorry to be rude. Clearly did not see them then. <laughs> um, okay, so Wizard Team News. Um, Black Wizard History Month is right around the corner. For the entire month of February, we will be putting out a piece of content every day celebrating the black characters and headcanons from the wizarding world. So get ready for live events, Hogwarts BSU content, critical companion essays, and much more. So on February 2nd at 6 p.m., we will be live tweeting the first two episodes of the Netflix series Simpre Bruja. Um, We're going to be joined or led this this event will be hosted by Kayla Marie at or by at Maria Gisella and well now I don't know Mel's at Jane underscore Anon and at Jane underscore Anon so by Kayla Marie and Mel <laughs> yeah um, uh, check our Twitter and you'll see like we have a cute little like uh, flyer thing so like. That's, that information is correct. Yes. Um, and then on February 8th at 6 p.m., we have a Twitter chat about being Black in the Harry Potter fandom. So be sure to join us. We'll have questions, you know, and then you just answer them with the hashtag Black Wizard History. Um, and then we just, like, talk to each other about being Black in the yes. Harry Potter fandom. It'll be fun. 6 p.m. And, Pacific and time. And there will be giveaways. You're invited. We want you to participate. We will be giving things away. There, There's a... Um, we have to decide which book. But there is a Harry Potter related book that Connie has that she she has a lot of them. So we have to decide which one is what I'm saying. We don't know which one yet. But like a like behind the scenes kind of Harry Potter book that you can get or you can get a T-shirt. So, you know. Yes. Be there. And then on the 16th of February, again, at six. We love we really do. We love it here. But I mean, it's a great time. Uh, We will be doing a live wizard team at 7th West Bar in West Oakland. Hey, Oakland, um, special guest Eliana Yisrael will join us and we will have a live stream for all of the $15 Patroni. So if you find yourself right now um, watching this live stream in the chat and you get those fire whiskeys once a month, you will be able to watch this um, Wither Team live in from Oakland. Mm-hmm. Um, and if you are not, doing that the now is a very good time to go to patreon.com slash black girls create and then make yourself a $15 plus patron and if you're in the bay you can just come through we'll have we'll have merch we'll have like it's not a bar so like you can we're gonna have a q yeah there's gonna be drinks we're gonna have a q and a you can possibly meet the person who thrust luna upon me it's his fault (laughs) You can go yell at him. <laughs> for all the Wizard Team interruptions. <laughs> for all the interruptions. The reason why I moved my, um, I was moving all my stuff around and you're like, that's noisy. It's because Luna said she was going to start snoring. So, you know, all the barking, all of the random tangents that I go on about her. Meet the dude whose fault it is. <laughs> um, so, yeah. So, that'll be super exciting. I'm excited to do it here and, like, do our, like 
for I'm like in production mode and that's weird because I haven't gotten to do that for something that like is mine so that's super fun yeah. um and yeah I'm excited and I'm, I'm nervous, nervous. this is gonna be our like second live with a team but the first one was at LeakyCon so like there were people there who obviously like like we had a captive audience basically and um here in it just in life like it's been raining do you know how hard it is to like leave your house when it's cold so that's what i'm really worried about i feel that like not that people are not like interested and won't like want to support but that like it will be february 16th at like 5 p.m and they'll be like oh but i have to leave my house i mean some people are a little bit more willing to do that than we are um also like well then those people yeah you know like you're you can have merch you'll like we'll be there so that'll be cool Right. Um, we can we can chit chat before and after. Yeah. Probably after, because before we have to, you know. Yeah. Get ready. But like it'll but. it'll be fun. I'm excited. I'm a little. I, I don't think I'm nervous yet. Oh I my god! Be. I mean, it's a bar, but that doesn't preclude the Niffler and the Pygmy Puff from showing up. Because I have seen. Well, you can't that promise that because you haven't talked to them. I'm mom. just like I'm saying. I'm putting it out in the world because I know that the the parents of the Niffler and the Pygmy Puff. <laughs> listen to this and i'm just throwing that out there as like an option like if you know you're like mm, what what to do on a friday saturday night? i don't it's know a what night. This is on a february 16th night what to do i want my baby to be cultured uh. like you know and then the cuddles and the uh. cheeks so and like the twice of the cheeks. Uh, yes, oh. I know. Oh. So even oh. so, even if y'all aren't able to make it to that, or like you may not be able to like pop up at uh, or do one of the Twitter events or live tweets, we'll also be live tweeting Hermione Granger and the Quarter Life Crisis season two um, at some point during the month. But we'll also have again like Hogwarts BSU pieces that are going to drop. Folks have been working really hard to get those together, and they're really great. So you know. Stay tuned for that content. Critical Companion, as always, will have two essays um, written by f- contributors who are going to also discuss being Black in the Harry Potter fandom. So those more long-form essays versus the Twitter chat. Um, what else? We have a black the Black Wizard History uh, Challenge, where we'll like post a thing, and then there's like all these questions, and you answer one a day, and that'll be fun. Um, that's gonna be so fun. People are so creative. Yeah, and, and then just like kiki with each other in the hashtag because it'll be active all month. Um, we a gift like you're like brand new to Wizard Team. We did this last year. Um, and it was really fun and it was great because we met a lot of people and listeners who now roll with us super heavy and like you know now you can meet and more it's a great way and- if you were like if you were if you've been sitting there thinking like oh i wonder about this or i've always wanted to like dip my toe into writing fanfic or dip my toe into like giving commentary like it's a very like like we're all here doing this thing during this month being supportive it's a great like way to like dip your toe in the in the fandom waters and in our community um, specifically like, as well. But it's also, you know, if, yes. you, if you're if you someone who has been listening but not necessarily participating, this is a time where, like, I think it's maybe one of the easier times to, like, kind of step in just because it's so many people. And um, and it, that sounds counterintuitive, but in a way it just is, like, it's the easiest way to find... We're, we're all, all par- in this Well, it's together. like we're all participating and, like, all kind of just here to talk about, like, 
we're here to find black Potterhead friends. That's basically what's happening. Right. But it's digital, so there's like less pressure, you know. Um, and it'll just be really fun. So like, stay tuned. We have lots of things. Again, it'll be like one every day. At least one thing is gonna drop, or we'll have like a community thing, um, like the live tweets or the Twitter chats or etc. So yes, stay woke. All right, let's get into. Oh God. <laughs> I was like, let's do it. Previously, I had Wither Team. But then I realized it's like, cre- and then I was like, creatures don't go. Oh, oh. oh, God. Creature. Um. Okay, so before we get, yeah, and before we get into the actual chapter previously on Wizard Team, Harry, Ron, and Hermione um, have escaped the wedding where the Death Eaters are, are coming. We find out that Hermione has been prepared. Hermione Ben Granger. Stay prepared. Um, she's Hermione Ben. <laughs> she's out here uh, with her bag, which has an undetect- undetectable extension charm on it, um, which means that in this little tiny purse, she has all of their gear, like all of their clothes, a tent, sleeping bags, like books, um, lo- just everything one could need when on the. You run. know that. Um... That, like, I just want to do the uh, Tiffany Haddish, like, soundbite. Like, she ready. (laughs) I mean, but she... I know it doesn't, like, directly translate, but, like, you know. She ready. Um, And then they end up at a muggle cafe where they're then followed by, or found by two Death Eaters who they then have to fight. But they win and then disapparate and end up at Grandma Place. Um, where they see the spells and, like, enchantments and stuff that Mad-Eye has put on the house to try to stop Snape from being able to break in and or tell um, Voldemort and them about the house. Um, And Harry has a moment where he is seeing into Voldemort's mind again, um, but he's trying to to hide it from Ron and Hermione because they're nagging him about it. Um, and then we also find out that the Weasleys are okay. Mm-hmm. So that's good. Don't write back. Don't ask no further questions. We, we good. And Harry, apparently, his only family is Jenny. Yeah. Harry is like, oh, Jenny's good. All is well. Cool, cool, cool. All was oh. well. Is it all it's is all, well? It's all is well. well. Or no, it's all was well, because this is uh, all in past tense. Just kidding. Yeah, it's all was well. Is it? The book is written in in past tense. It's all was well. And I just look. I know, but... I don't think anyone's ever said all is well. Uh, So I just made that up in my brain right now. Yeah, probably. All was well. Yeah, you're right. Okay, so chapter 10. Um, Harry wakes early the next morning. Um... Where, you know, it's like, it's still dark outside. You know, when you're a kid, you're like, wow, it's still nighttime and I'm awake. Um, but that's not really the case. Uh, he's... That's like my whole life right <laughs> he now. He sees Ron and Hermione are still asleep. Um, and their hands are like, kind of next to each other. And he was like, oh, did they fall asleep with their hands? Like, holding hands? Um, and the idea makes him feel strangely lonely. It's so funny because like... Y'all, y'all have kind of seen the 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 evolution 
um, if you will, of like wizard teams of wizard team it. stance on Ron Miney. Um, oh, oh, yeah, yeah. Of wizard team stance. I thought you were just saying the evolution of Ron no, Miney. Oh, no, no, fuck that. No, the, of the, of our stance <laughs> on it. And like, I still do not hate the ship. I'm not, and I think it's because like. For me, it's, like, a very much, like... And, and it's not to say that I, I've obviously had issues with and rejected quite a lot of canon at this point, but, like, reading it as a kid or, like, reading it the other however many times I read it before Wizard Team came and ruined it for me, um, it's most... We ruined it for you! You, Miss Voice! We ruined it for you! I don't know what you're talking about. Um, the point is... Miss! The point is, um, mm. is that... I think this part, I think this is kind of sweet. Like, Ron be tripping and he gets on my nerves, but I have always kind of liked this part. Like, homegirl don't know how to write romance, but this part is cool. I think the problem in, like, I think we've kind of talked about it too, is that, like... Damn it, Delia, I'm trying to be, I'm trying to be happy about it. Like, (laughs) (laughs) sorry. She's like, I will not allow it. Um... I hear you. I do not. Well, she says because Ron is plotting and saw an emotionally vulnerable Hermione in his book said to slide up in there. Yep. Um, I think my biggest thing with this, about Ron Miney, especially as we've been watching this, um, or as we've been doing this as Wizard Team, is that I think like moments like this are very sweet, but it's a very it's very sweet devoid of like what Delia yeah. was saying he he saw it in his book you know and so like when you when Ron is just like this presence and we're not paying attention to him like he's easy to love like he's there he's supportive when the, when the when the um plot turns to him and his point of view or what he's going through it makes it a lot harder to right. love him when he's there to be. Um, and we had this, we kind of went in, went in on this in the slack uh, earlier this week about whether or not Ron is a good friend. Um, when Ron is called upon to be a friend and he has no skin in the game, he's a mm-hmm. good friend. Whenever something is happening that, um, challenges his secure, like his insecurity, or makes him, you know, stand out in a good way, or you know, mm. like I'm thinking about like when he when he does well at Quidditch, right. right? Whenever he becomes the center of attention, and or if just something has a, like on, a bearing on him specifically, right? That's when like all of these problems yeah. show up. So it's really hard because in this moment, <laughs> like. This is literally how I describe Luna all the time. The best Luna is a sleeping <laughs> Luna. Like, I love Luna the most when she is asleep. When she is asleep, she's an angel. You, no one can say a word against her. <clears throat> she's all sunshine and roses. And she never, she's never meant ill or caused anyone harm ever. When she wakes up. It's a whole other situation. Of a whole other situation. Okay. And so I feel like that was Ron. It's like when he is in the background, like with this, like when Ron, when Harry wakes up and sees them holding hands, you're like, oh, that's sweet. Look at him, like subconsciously, like just like being there for Hermione without actual, you know, just like being a physical presence right. for Hermione. Um, 
and like I just got finished hanging out with Aminata whoo hanging out with Aminata and Luna both of whose love languages Yikes. are touch Yikes! on bikes and I <laughs> because she be she smothered. she be smothering me and we see each other every day she, we hang out she Every was day. and I just be like literally sitting on my rib cage. Oh, I'm already knowing. And was it and was complaining to me about how close Luna was oh, to her. Lord. And I was like, oh really? <laughs> hmm. Wish right. I could help. <laughs> Imagine. <laughs> Imagine. But at the same time, Luna's like on top of her and her paws oh, on me. Goodness. Like, I got you both. <laughs> so anyway. I think that, like, in this moment, when Ron is, like, literally subconsciously showing his love, it's yeah, beautiful. Man. I agree. Um, so Delia cool. says that she won't apologize for ruining Henny. It's deserved, but she's sorry about Ron Mighty. Um, she sees J.K. Rowling's vision. She just didn't have the range, as we said many times. I will say that, like, no one ruined Henny for me. I've never really seen it for him. I just accepted it because it's canon. Like, I literally was just like... I was like, oh, okay, whatever, and then just let it go versus Rod Miney where I was here for it. At least, like, 50%. Maybe a little bit more than that. Like, 75%. Yeah. Um, I will say, too, that I think that's the other thing, too, is, like, we talk about how she can't write romance, but I think the other thing is, like, this is how she sees romance. And, and, and right. we talk about how she writes women and we talk about how she writes men and like all these kind of things, but these are very much, and this is not to like, this is, and this is like, obviously within the context of the book, but also like outside of that, because I think that like part of the thing from what I, I skimmed most of that, the conversation before, just cause like it was, the, by the time I got to it, my phone was on do not disturb. By the time I got to it, I was like, I don't, I lost the train. I don't, it's past me. So <laughs> There's no reason trying to jump on it. But um, from, like, what I skimmed, there was, like, kind of a back and forth between, like, this is J.K. Rowling's fault versus this is just the characterization, right? Like, I think Ron, that yeah. I think that with Ron, like, the way that he's written is deliberate, right? So, I like, it's, it's kind of, it's a little, it's a little, like, complicated, <laughs> it's but it's both, deliberate, right? Like, he has all these insecurities, and so then they have bearing on, like, specific moments and the way that he I think that he's really well like he's like very consistently written um like the whole thing about we were talking in the last episode about like his usefulness like that part aside like his mm-hmm. characterization and like who he is as a person how he reacts to things that kind of thing I think it's really consistent and that's on purpose the problem then becomes like in his relationship with Hermione and how ha- like the way that he kind of expects her to do a lot of the work and she doesn't challenge that that's when I think jk rowling's own like internal biases like muddy it up if that makes sense like who how like she very much intended for him to be this kind of person but then in the ways that then he interacts especially with hermione because i think that the ways that he interacts with harry and the ways that they kind of clash are on purpose and they're big plot points versus the ways that he interacts with hermione are very much in the background um and it's meant for the most part like they fight or whatever and bicker but it's also still meant for them to look like and seem like, and for us to accept that they would then have a loving and like, you know, a great relationship. Um, mm-hmm. But all of that is like her own in like internal biases that she's putting in that then like, if you're, 
I don't want to say woke because like right, whatever. Because, but I mean, if, 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 if at a certain point you start to read into it and you're like, yo, this is a problem. Right, because we've pointed out like the times in which like they're bickering and like Ron will say something and we're like, dude, like, yeah. that is not like you went like that is a in real life that is a relationship ending ruining like comment or behavior. Mm-hmm. Um, so in the chat, Dahlia says. She realizes that Ron is not necessarily a great person, but is a great character, which hilariously enough reminded me of Snape. But he's um, not as bad. Which is, no, not but like at all. I, like, but I, Snape I thought the same thing. Terrible person. Horrible person. Worthless garbage heap of a person, but a great character. Ron is just not necessarily he's, he's a He's flawed, and he's like, like... Ron could yeah. be better. <laughs> Right. But it's also like it's something that he obviously we don't see it in the text, but like he could work on it. Like it's not like he's unsalvageable right. and like can't come back. Like it's <laughs> Right. Right. Um she also mentions that JK has a narrow very a very narrow perspective of what romance is and gender roles and so that comes through in in her romances. And by the way, again, sorry to beat a dead horse, but it comes through in all of her romances. It's not like something that she did. And this is what you were talking about with like that's a narrative choice and then that's like how J.K. Rowling thinks as a human and a writer because some of the shit 20 years later is showing up in um, the Corman mm. Strike books and like girl <laughs> that insert um, insecure gif of gross <laughs> right there um, so for an example she completely killed hashtag dads even though the subtext is so clearly there and the fandom wanted it. Um, not killed. She 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 dropped. She dropped. I mean, she did kill hashtag dad, but she dropped that storyline. Everybody's been. Um, everybody. Well, Dylan everyone's bench. And, and while you're on the bench, we're all just following. While along you're on the bench, <laughs> go and listen to the career advice episode to get off. But you have to listen to it first. So make you yeah. happy, and then you can get off the bench. and then you can get off the bench yeah but I think that that's like really true like there and we talked about this in a lot of ways like even last chapter when I was like so what happens to Tonks's career if they had to like leave Harry's party early because of anti-werewolf sentiment but also they just got married and like they mentioned that like two chapters ago what does that mean it's moot because Um, she's pregnant so then the whole point is that once she's pregnant she's not working anymore anyway which right, also, but is, also a, is a problem. Like, it's it's not even said; people, it's just implied. People work while right. pregnant until like they cannot yeah. work anymore. If she, my mom was choice. on the way to work when she um, <laughs> went into labor. I mean, not to, which you know she right? wasn't supposed to be, but that's another story. Yeah, but it I mean, it happens a lot more than you would people think. People gotta work. Um, other other side of that though is that they're also in Britain, and so like people don't gotta work until they're sure. about to pop because social mm-hmm. safety nets and whatnot. Um, an actual maternity leave. Oh my God, what is that? <laughs> Parental leave. What? Never. What heard a of concept. It. <laughs> Never heard of it. So Harry lays on the floor and he's thinking about Horcruxes um, of the mission that Dumbledore had left him, uh, and then he starts thinking about Dumbledore. The grief that had possessed him since Dumbledore's death felt different now. Um, the accusations he had heard from Muriel nested in his brain like the dise- like diseased things, infecting his memories of the wizard he had idolized. Um, could Dumbledore have let such things happen had he been like Dudley content to watch neglect and abuse as long as it did not affect him 
um, could he have turned his back on a sister who was being imprisoned and hidden? So this is like, I feel like, well, yeah, I guess it's been like two weeks since Aunt Muriel and her, um, her bomb, um, her, her bombs. bombs. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I, I think like, it's interesting though, be, think, like, kind of going back to the Dumbledore allowing abuse as a child. Um, and it makes sense that Harry, hearing the way that it's presented, would immediately com- like think of him as a Dudley. Um, versus like, and and it's really because that's like his personal experience, if that makes sense, right? Like we talked about before, like if you're in an abusive household, like yes, it could be just one kid, and then you're like, oh yeah, I'm Dudley, and like I'm, you know, they dote on me, so I'm good. Or it could be like I'm living in fear as well, and I'm trying not to rock the boat. Mm-hmm. It's just you know, let me wait till I get to Hogwarts, and at least I'll be like safe. You know what I mean? Um, but be- again, because of this is Harry's like own lived experience, and he's like relating it to himself. That's kind of the only way he could see that. Ariana would be abused even though she's not but like abused in a house and then Dumbledore is kind of just like living his life if that makes sense yeah yeah um so Harry thinks of Godric's Hollow um the graves that Dumbledore had never mentioned the mysterious object left within his will and he's starting to feel resentful um he's like why hadn't Dumbledore told him why hadn't he explained it all had Dumbledore actually cared about well, why Harry? Why didn't you ask questions? Well, I mean, so I think Sorry. the thing is, is like, in terms of not asking questions, like some of those things he should have asked, like, how do you destroy a Horcrux? Like, that was a miss. But like, <laughs> what about like his life? There was no real opportunity or like moment for Harry to ask Dumbledore about his life. And it does like, it just, I also, again, argue that like Dumbledore didn't really need to tell him all that. Like there are things within here that he should have yeah. told him. Um, but there are some things that are personal. And so, like, it's, if it's not really Harry's fault that he didn't, like, ask Dumbledore his entire life story, because I think that would be awkward. And I also don't think that that was the nature of their relationship. Even Yeah, the one thing I will say about this um, part of the storyline that I've always, like, I've never faulted Dumbledore for is that, like, I, even in what happens with the context of this book, I don't think that those things would have haunted Harry. Like, it gives color to um, to what they're going through and who Dumbledore is. But I don't think it, like, really is necessary for Harry to do what needs to be done. Right. Um, but this is, like, complicated. Because, again, like, there are a lot... So, hold up. So, he says... Um, had Dumbledore actually cared about cared about Harry at all, or had Harry been nothing more than a tool to be polished and honed, but not trusted, never confided in? Um, I personally think it's both and. Yeah. Um, because that's just how Dumbledore rolls, and it's like Dumbledore it's a problem, <laughs> and it shouldn't be the case. Um, I don't. Again, like, I don't think you have to tell your whole entire life story in order for you to like trust someone or tell them all the truth of what they need to know or you know what I mean like it's definitely but I think there are ways that he could have I don't know he just he should have done better but he also had no intention right. of doing better like he was very clear on like he knew what he was doing it's not like he just there are times when he makes mistakes and right. there are times when he knew what he was doing so 
Yep. <laughs> like that yeah. thing too. Um, Delia. Yep. Um, Delia says it's, it's kind of like your parents. There's some things you just don't need to know. I mean, that's true. There, are, yeah. But you can know some things, and that's yeah. But I think that again, like having that be transparent, and like obviously there, it's not like your parents one day come up to you and you're like, so there are things. I mean, maybe some do, but like there are things I will never tell you. Like that's not necessarily always what happens but as you grow up you realize you even just yeah. start to learn shit that like <laughs> and you're like hold right. on this what was this going on and like you just don't know um but and also some of it it's like they're not shielding it from you you're just a kid and wrapped up right, in your own world and not paying attention when i grew up like then thinking back on other stuff from like that happened when i was a kid and i was like Oh, like it just gives, sometimes you get more context because you weren't paying attention at the time. Sometimes they are actively hiding things from you, but like, you know, granted, they're not trying to defeat the greatest dark wizard of all time. So like, you know, there's, there's, uh, there's different, it's a different, different stakes, but still. (laughs) Um, Amani says that Harry was absolutely a tool. Shocker. (laughs) Um, and that. Uh, Dumbledore confides in no one that Harry needed to be just useful enough to be able to make the plan work, but still malleable enough to go into that forest to die. The problem I have with that still is that everything that we know about Harry is that Harry still would have gone into that forest to die. And so I'm, I'm in the both and camp. Like I think most people in the chat and you are, but I do think that like, a lot of this is Harry getting hung up on the things that he did not know um, about Dumbledore personally and not thinking about like, okay, what is it that I don't know that I need to know to help me in this moment? Cause we're here now. He's dead now. And I mean, I get it. Like grief doesn't work that way. You can't like, if he could compartmentalize like that, he'd be Dumbledore and he <laughs> wouldn't be Harry Potter. But like, at the same time, I just feel like there is a finite amount of resources, time being one of them, an emotional, like, strength that you have, and you are on day right. one of mm-hmm. this journey. So, and, and Dumbledore is just a very, compar- like, I'm sorry to put throw you under the bus, Bayana, but you are also a very compartmentalized person. manipulative, but yes. And... <laughs> No, I don't feel attacked, not, but like, because I'm yes, you're right. But that's like, why I'm mostly like, yes, I get are... why he's not doing that, even though he shouldn't. But like, because right, and I am not a compartmentalized person at all, mm-hmm. right? So, I I can I can see Harry's side of it, but I also can see how it's like I wasn't. Like, my bad, I wasn't trying to, like, keep you in the dark. I just don't talk about that sort of thing in this setting. Like, this is this setting, right. and this is that. You know what I mean? Like, and whereas, like, Harry is, like, all of the fields, all of the time, everywhere. Like, and that's just a personality yeah. difference. It's not malicious, except for the times when it most definitely is malicious. That's where it gets, that's where it gets like messy because you're like it's not malicious except for when it most definitely <laughs> is malicious like that one time when he lied to you straight he in did the that face. at least twice <laughs> i mean it wasn't right. malicious isn't the word because he wasn't doing yeah it was just like it wasn't purposeful until it, it absolutely was, pur- yeah. was purposeful yeah definitely um okay so 
Harry couldn't stand lying there with nothing but bitter thoughts for company, so he gets up and leaves the room. Um, he goes up to uh, the second landing. He's just kind of like wandering around the house. Um, so he sees... This is my favorite part. So he ever. sees the bedroom uh, that he and Ron had slept in the last time they'd been there. He glanced in and kind of saw that clearly somebody had been searching around. There's like bedclothes ripped back. The wardrobe doors are open. Like somebody was just like running through and didn't really give a fuck about whether or not Mundungus seen afterwards. Um, somebody had been searching the house since the order had left. Snape or perhaps Mundungus who had pilfered plenty from the house both before and after Sirius had died. Um, Harry kind of glances at the portrait that uh, contains Phineas Nigellus but he's not there. He's at Hogwarts. So then Harry continues up the stairs until he reaches the topmost landing which uh, where there are only two doors. The one facing him bore a nameplate reading Sirius. Okay, yes. before we get there, I want to circle back because Tiana just put in a big and important thought into the mm-hmm. chat. Circling back to Dumbledore's compartmentalization, um, Tiana says that she thinks we think this way because we are adults. Um, as a high school counselor, it's her job to know important things about students' personal lives so that she can put them on the right path. Um, but because she does that, they in turn want to know more about her so that that information feels mm. reciprocal. Um, and it doesn't feel like she's just like collecting all of this information in order to boss them around. So she, so in order to like ease that feeling, she shares what she needs to. Um, and that helps make the kids feel safe, but, and know that she has experience to back up the knowledge of the advice that she's mm. giving her, giving them the kids. And I think that that's, I feel like Dumbledore does that. Harry, I, yeah, I, I feel like that's what Dumbledore was doing and that's what his intention was, even when there are times in which he obviously messed up. But I think that was always his intention. Yeah. It's just that now he's not here. But I think that that... And Harry still... I think that's why Harry feels so much resentment too, because I think that it felt like that was what was happening. Like, he felt like Dumbledore was giving right. him information, which is why he... Like, he'll ask some things, like, hey what did you see in the mayor of Erised? And then he like very clearly lied or like, uh, there was something else that I can't think of off the top of my head, but like, he'll, he'll say something. I mean, I think often, often a lot of it, like he mentioned his brother Aberforth and like how he did, wasn't sure he could read when like they were going to console Hagrid. So like, he'll like, he'll like mm-hmm. add like little tidbits, but not like it's enough to make you, um, feel like you're getting something. You know and him. then this, like he, so I think that, because Dumbledore did it in that way, like D- Harry has always felt like he knew him. And then now there are people who are coming in and saying all these things. And he's like, I didn't, which is, you know, where it becomes a problem. But I do agree with Tiana for sure. Yeah. Um, okay. okay. So ha- feels incoming. <laughs> so we step into Sirius's house, into Sirius's room, which is, um, <laughs> covered in dust um because you know no one's been in there for quite some time um the teenage Sirius had plastered the walls with so many posters and pictures that little of the walls silvery gray silk was visible um harry could only assume that Sirius's parents had been unable to remove the permanent sticking charm that kept them on the wall because he was sure they would have not appreciated their eldest son's taste and decoration uh, because he seemed to have gone out of his way to annoy his parents. There were several large Gryffindor banners, m- pic- many pictures of muggle motorcycles, and also Harry had to admire Sirius's nerves. Several posters of bikini-clad muggle girls. Um, and Harry Harry can tell hey. that they're muggles because they don't move. Um, 
And then there was only one wizarding photograph on the wall, which a picture of four Hogwarts students standing arm in arm laughing at the camera. Um, so Harry recognizes his father. Um, so <laughs> this is this is interesting to me. So the way that they're kind of like described. So there's his father, his un- his untidy black hair stuck up in the back like Harry's. He too wore glasses. So like. James's description is very much in relation to Harry, and so he's like seeing it, and he's like, you know, looking, looking in a mirror, in a he's mirror. like, "That's my dad. We look alike, right?" Serious, carelessly handsome, mm-hmm. slightly arrogant face, much younger and happier than Harry had seen, um, seen when he was alive. So again, it's like kind of reminiscing back to someone who he loved, but also knows if that makes sense. Um, mm-hmm. And then Peter Pettigrew who's a head shorter, plump, and watery-eyed, flushed with the pleasure at his inclusion in the coolest of gangs with with the much-admired rebels that James and Sirius had been. So, like, that's not a description. That's just, like... (laughs) Nope. That is projection. Yeah, it absolutely is. And same with Remus. So it says, and then the Lupin, who's even then a little shabby-looking with the same air of delighted surprise to find himself liked and included. And it's just, like... That is just what is the no, shade? Man. It's quite a bit, right. but again, so then then it says, or was it simply because Harry knew how it had been that he had saw that he saw these things in the picture? And it's absolutely that. Like, there's no way you can tell. Like, they're friends and they're hanging out. And I and I believe right. at this point, like it's a very genuine friendship, including Peter. Right, it's and like yeah, he, they may have had those moments where they're like, oh, I can't believe like I'm in this situation. Um... But def- he's definitely reading it into it. Like, Peter is very much like, wow, I'm with the cool kids. And Lupin is like, wow, I have friends. Um, and, it, yeah, it's just interesting that he's kind of, like, putting that in. But then with James and Sirius, it's very much just like, yeah, those are that's my dad and that's my godfather. And they were They cool. were the bestest of friends. Yeah. It's super cool and everyone wanted to be them. I think that it's also interesting because of like if you just look at the um, like I don't know if we could do like by word count or I don't know but like I don't maybe it's not word count but it's like James and Sirius they're getting their um faces oh. appearance like, we're getting their appearance, um, and even just a way that is, like, beyond, I mean, because it says, like, Sirius is carelessly handsome and a slightly arrogant face, which, like, doesn't say anything about right. what he actually looked like, but, like, James is, like, he, too, wore glasses, and he had untidy black hair sticking up in the back, um, and then for Pettigrew... It's, um, it's more appearance, head shorter, plump, watery eyed. Um, so it's like the two people he know that Harry knows the least, we get more of a description of their appearance. Mm-hmm. And then for the two people he knows the best, like Lupin, even then looking shabby looking, but had the same air of delight, surprise at finding himself liked and included. Like that doesn't tell you what, yeah. he, you know. That does nothing yeah. to do with his appearance. So it's like, he, but he knows Remus and Sirius the best. And so 
he doesn't feel the need to like say what they look like comment or, or take in their yeah, actual appearance I feel that. yeah um so harry tries to take the picture from the wall but it's stuck so he can't um because sirius was constantly vigilant he was like nah mom and dad these are my friends they can't leave my wall it's also really funny to me how much that shows like how teenagers think that these things are Mm. forever like one of the things i really loved um I don't know if you remember, like, the It Gets Better project. And it was, like, geared towards, like, LGBTQ kids that, like, didn't fit Mm -hmm. in where they were. Um, And it's because, and it was, like, an older adult, like, LGBTQ people saying, like, yeah, life in high school and junior high, like, it was terrible. But then, like, this is where I'm at now. Because when you're in that, when you're in there and you're living, like, when you're serious black and you go home there... It is so permanent. You're like, this is the only thing. And I'm like, maybe like a year later, maybe even the the year he put this picture up, he leaves and goes to live with James right. and his life changes, you know? Um, but like, I like that he's like permanent sticking because this is how it's going to be forever. Yeah. And I need you to like, you know. Um, Maggie brings up the point and says, so you have a house getting passed down or you bought a house with permanent sticking charm, what do you do? Stick your art on top of it? Magical wallpaper. Yeah. No. I don't know if I brought up my InSync wall before, but when I was a kid, I had a wall. <laughs> Have you brought it up before? Corner to corner to it with InSync, like J16s mm-hmm. and Bop and, or J14 and Team Vogue and all that stuff. And um, when I ran out of space, which I did, I would just pick a, pick a square Tip over that, y'all. Tip over that. Woo. Yes. New. <laughs> Just like new. When we moved, I had layers of pictures on the wall that I had to take down, but it worked. Um, so Harry looks around the floor. Um, he kind of sees that Sirius's bedroom had been searched, too. Um, he bends down and picks, picks up a few pieces of paper, uh, recognizes one as a part of an old edition of A History of Magic by Bethilda Bagshot, another belonging to a motorcycle maintenance manual, and the third was handwritten and crumpled. He smoothed it out. Mm. Um, I guess I'll just read this in full. It's not that long. Uh, Dear Padfoot, not... thank you. Thank you for Harry's birthday present. It was his favorite by far. One year old and already zooming along on a toy broomstick. He looked so pleased with himself. I'm enclosing a picture so you can see. You know it only rises about two feet off the ground, but he nearly killed the cat and smashed a horrible vase Petunia sent me for Christmas. No complaints there. Of course, James thought it was fo- so funny, says he's going to be a great Quidditch player, but we've had to pack away all the ornaments and make sure we don't take our eyes off him when he gets going. We had a very quiet birthday tea, just us and old Bathilda, who has always been sweet to us and who dotes on Harry. We were so sorry you couldn't come, but the orders got to come first and Harry's just not old enough to know it's his birthday anyway. James is getting a bit frustrated shut up here. He tries not to show it, but I can tell. Also, Dumbledore's got his invisibility cloak, so no chance of little excursions. If you could visit, it would cheer him up so much. Wormy was here last weekend. I thought he seemed down, but that was probably the news about the McKinnons. I cried all evening when I heard. Bathilda drops in most days. She's a fascinating old thing with the most amazing stories about Dumbledore. I'm not sure he'd be pleased if he knew. 
I don't know how much to believe, actually, because it seems incredible that Dumbledore, and then it cuts off, um, for the sake of us being spoiled, spoiler heavy, it's, it's incredible mm-hmm. that Dumbledore was friends with Grindelwald. But yeah. we don't know that yet. Um, bum, so bum, yes. Bum. Um, Go ahead. I, before we get into the content of that letter, I want to zoom in on the content, one particular piece of content on that letter. And say a hearty <laughs> fuck you to the Harry Potter trivia that I went to probably two years ago now. Sirius Black bought his. Was that first while girl. Wizarding was still happening? Did you go to that trivia? I was feel like during? I did. I feel like you might be able to go into like. One okay, because I couldn't remember if it was like during or if it was like right rage before. Rage against this. Sirius Black bought his first broom. Mm-hmm. And then there's a conversation about whether or not Harry bought his own second broom. Or McGonagall bought his broom. McGonagall ordered his broom. We don't know who paid for that shit. And then Sirius Black bought his last broom. But Sirius Black bought his first broom. Point blank period. Don't give me no what we're talking chronologically or by the time it shows up in the... Nah, bullshit. Bullshit, (laughs) bullshit, bullshit. Even chronologically. Right. I mean, I don't think he said chronologically. I think he was like, I think he tried to say chronologically and I side at him. He's like, you know, like when we first no, hear about it in the book. That's not how that works. Mm. That's not the question. That's not how that works. You said who bought his first broom? Serious motherfucking black. Serious motherfucking black. <laughs> you don't have this many joys in life for serious. Um, so win. Delia says that when she first read this letter, or read it, she loved the letter. It was such a lovely window into the wizarding world we hadn't got to see. And James and Lily became people to her in this. Um, and I, I mean, yeah, I agree. And this is also the first time we actually get anything from Lily's perspective or like her voice. Um, her voice. Yeah. Yeah. Yikes. Um, and it's, it's cute. I mean, there are things in there, which we'll get into, but it's cute. Yeah. Um, I think it's also just like, so go back. This is 1984 or something like that. 80. So. Like 80, 81. Yeah. Cause he's, he's older. He's much older than me. I'm, I'm a young spring chicken compared to Harry Potter. Um, it's also just like very like routine mm-hmm. and every day like even though they are in the mix and they're in war, hiding um and they're in hiding it's just also like it's the letter that you would send to your friend who you don't get to like who right. lives in a different city and you don't get to see every day and it's your baby's first birthday but they couldn't make it because you know life like they touch upon the fact that they're in hiding and james is you know frustrated and wants to get out there and stuff and um, and that she understands that Sirius can't make it because of order business, like it's touched on. But to me, it's not like the tone of the the tone of the the letter isn't like "Woe is me, we're in a war, we're all gonna die, everything's right. scary all the time." It's like we would have had a better party, but you know, Voldemort, what you gonna do? Mm-hmm. Um. So, so Harry is kind of, you know, he's having a moment. Um, inside him is a quiet, a kind of quiet eruption between uh, joy and grief. Um, he sits on the bed and reads the letter again. Um, he can't, <gasps> what? 
I'm oh yeah, we're so not reading bitch. that. It doesn't. Bye. I, Bye. Wow. Um. So he reads the letter again. Um. And was reduced to staring at the handwriting itself. Lily had made her G's the same way he did. Um. The letter was an incredible treasure, proof that Lily Potter had lived, really lived. Um. And so then he just keeps reading it. It was like listening to a half-remembered voice. They had had a cat. Um, Sirius has bought him his first broomstick. Possibly crookshanks. <laughs> um, and then his parents had known Batilda Bagshot. Had Dumbledore introduced them. Dumbledore still got his invisibility cloak. That was something funny there. Um, so Harry's like, why did Dumbledore have James' invisibility cloak? Although, didn't he tell him that he did? Or maybe not. I can't remember. Maybe I'm mixing it. I think he did. He did. He didn't. Um, when he gave it back to me, he's like, yeah, I, but it I, wasn't I signed. This. Your father lived this to signed. me maybe too long. But I, I felt, I thought that Dumbledore had, had maybe it was maybe it's in the King's Cross. But for some reason, I thought it was earlier that Dumbledore like admitted, like, yeah, that was my, uh, like I gave you the bur- or gave you the, um, the cloak. But I, yeah, when he sent it to him, it was unsigned. Oh, um, right. But yeah, so he's know. like, why had Dumbledore taken the invisibility cloak? Um, he remembered the headmaster telling him years before that he didn't need a cloak to become invisible. Um, and then he's like, Wormy was here, Pettigrew the traitor. Oh. Do we believe that? What, that he can become? Sorry. Yeah, because he has disillusionment <laughs> charm. He's strong. If he makes it strong enough, he's invisible. I believe that. Yeah. Um... Wormy was here. Pettigrew, the traitor, had seemed down. Had he? Um, was he aware that he was seeing James and Lily alive for the last time? And finally, Bathilda again, who had incredible stories about Dumbledore. It seems incredible that Dumbledore... That Dumbledore what? Um, but there was any number of things that would seem incredible about Dumbledore. That he had once received bottom marks in a transfiguration test, for instance. Or had taken up goat charming like Aberforth. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, gross. Aberforth and his goats. Yeah. It's awkward. Um, so then Harry's like, okay, maybe the rest of the letter is somewhere. So he's like looking around for it. Um, and then he finds most of the photograph that Lily had described in her letter. A black haired baby was zooming in and out of the picture on a tiny broom, roaring with laughter. Um, and a pair of legs that must have belonged to James was chasing him. So he, he puts the letter in his pocket, or he, t- he puts the photo in his pocket um, with the letter and continues to look for the second sheet, but the rest of it is gone. Had it been taken by whoever had searched the room? It had been. And you know why? Because is I a just, gross ass. Can I just go into the and chat then and then... Talk about Snape? Mm-hmm. Um, oh, well, we're talking yeah. about Snape. So... Dahlia says, what's kind of gross to me is Harry is having this moment and we know now as rereaders that Snape had the same moment in the same spot. Snape did not deserve. This should have just been for Harry. Like I get it for her. Hashtag plot. And I want to say too, like part of the other part that makes it like a problem and gross that like he's having this moment is that like Harry's having this moment and it's like a slice of like his family that he can't remember. And like, that was what his life was and would have continued to be. Whereas Snape is reading it and it's like, I just want her signature. I just want to rip this picture and just have her and like, fuck her family. Like it's the same shit that it's the same exact shit that he did when he went to Dumbledore and was like, 
please save her, but like James and Harry can die. I don't give a fuck. Fuck them kids. They can I don't rock. care. I don't give a fuck. Like, that was, it's the same thing. And this is what, 13, or no, how, how old are they? He's, he's seven, mm-hmm. 17, this is this 17. 17, 16 years later. Because it happened when he was one. So like 16 years later, and he's still on that same bullshit. Like, no. Yuck. And 16 years, and six of them, seven of, six, six of them knowing this child. Right. So it's, this child is not some abstract concept to him. Like, it's so much easier to be a garbage human to some abstract like this is kind of how I feel about the um like the politics of today and what's going on and like I don't know if anyone saw there was like this letter written to some newspaper where the woman (laughs) this gross woman was like the president is hurting the wrong people and it's like bitch he shouldn't be hurting anyone like the job of the president it's not to inflict pain. And, like, who is the right type of person mm-hmm. to inflict pain on, right? But that comes from the fact that, like, these people are these amorphous ideas and they're not human. And you usually you, you usually see this. You see this a lot in politicians when they, like, all of a sudden they're like, my son is gay and mm-hmm. I believe in gay rights. And it's like, bitch, okay, or... I have a daughter. That's like the big one. <laughs> yeah. Right. And you're like, wow, congratulations. I don't That's believe crazy. in, I don't believe that women should be treated unfairly or should be, or should be assaulted. I have a daughter. Congratulations. So does 51% of the fucking population. You need to actually have a daughter yes. to hold that belief. But, it, but a lot of people do. And so, like, that's what makes this even worse. It's like, you have, you know Harry. He is a human. He's a flesh and blood. And like, it's not to say that he took it like, oh, I'm taking it. Like, he wasn't thinking about Harry. Obviously, no one knew Harry was going to go into Sirius. Exactly. Like, Obvious. on top of that, like, it's not like, it's not like Harry or anyone expected him to go into Sirius's room and find this letter. It's not like it was left for Harry, right? Um, this is not to, this is right. not to, like whatever on like fuck's name this isn't to make an excuse it's just to say that like even still like he's ransacking the house and like he's not looking for shit for lily obviously but he's like going through the house and then he sees this one thing and then he's just like great this is what like but i want to go back to mad eye moody Mm -hmm. right who was never really close with um the Potters, like he liked them. Lily was, you know, they, they were, they were in the order and like, they liked each other and they had a relationship, but he wasn't, um, Lily's childhood best friend. And he still, and he didn't really know Harry. He spent half the Mm -hmm. year locked in a trunk and he was like, Hey, I found this picture. You should have this. I mean, it was, it would probably mean Mm -hmm. more to you than it does to me. I've had years with it. But here you go. And like, like you said, like he wasn't thinking about Harry. He was ransacking the house or whatever. But the fact that he found that and wasn't like, I should send this or just to like Harry leave Potter. It. It's Harry's house. Or leave like, it. At <laughs> some point, Harry will come back right. to his house. You don't have to clean it. Harry might find this and he should have the nope. entire thing. Um, so back into the chat. Um, Delia says that's why she thinks it's gross. It taints this thing that should have been private and beautiful to Harry. Um, Amani wants us to know that 
he uh Dumbledore admitted he gave Harry the cloak at the end of the philosopher's stone but not when he got it um Tiana says these rereads remind me how terrible and creepy Snape is I forget if I just watched the movies because Alan Rickman and is still they, amazing and they also and so they also everybody as less of a and, problem like right. they actively do that also yes when you reread these books you realize how much they softened mm-hmm. Snape as a character um, so it's very easy to forget so, on top of Alan Rickman being everything like they soften it every time Snape like Snape is very rarely out of right. pocket without reason like I even saw it when like I was watching like, I mean not to and uh, my sister and I watched or I mean not to Nikara and I watched um, <laughs> Sorcerer's Stone Sorcerer's and Stone. like his first scene when he kind of walk and he kind of like glides into the uh, into the potions classroom and um, Aminata was like, wow. Like, not like, like she didn't say he knows how to make an entrance, but that's basically what she said. Like, she said it as a, no, she said, said it as yeah. like a six, like, but in six year old language. Um, where she was right. just like, okay, like he, he, you know, like, wow, he like came in there, like <laughs> he's popping, right? Like he is. But then, like, and, and she spent the entire, like, y- y'all heard her. Like, anytime Snape pops up, she's like, and like, <laughs> like she's upset but then you watch the movie and you're like oh i mean like he cool he, he's not that like he's mean but like he's not that bad he has some points but he really right. don't have no damn points like he really don't he really does it and like in the in the movies like because we we and we we i think try and do a decent enough job um, especially Bayana, me less so, because fuck that dude. But I think we try to be like, in this moment, Snape was correct. Like his his execution was out of pocket because it yeah. always is. But like, like he should be upset in this moment. He should, like they they should be punished. Like Harry was in the wrong. Like, but but yeah, that don't mean that don't mean he. Agrees. It doesn't mean that he gets to. That doesn't even mean that he is, that doesn't even mean that, like, he is a wisp of a decent person. Like, that the fart of a good man stayed on him and lingered. Yikes. Not even that. The fart, the fart of a good man from the 19th century who went to Hogwarts at the time? Is that what you're talking about? Cool. Sure. Sure. I didn't want to talk about that, but sure. I mean, I brought up the fart, so... Yeah. I guess it's on me. Um, cool. So then, so Harry, you know, he's in his mind trying to figure out what, 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 what it was incredible that Dumbledore did. Um, and then Hermione's calling frantically and he's like, I'm here. What happened? We woke up and didn't know where you were. She says breathlessly, Ron, I found him. And then Ron's like, good. Tell him from me. He's a git. Cause again, it's one of those moments where like, um, he, it's one, it's those moments where like you're worried about somebody and then they're like totally fine. So you're just like, man, they're fine, they're chilling. Forget them. Um, oh, so you, oh, so you just gonna be sitting here being nostalgic? Oh, wow. so you just gonna and be I was here. just worried about okay. you. Okay, cool, 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 cool. cool. All, right. All right, I'm out here thinking, I'm out here thinking Voldemort didn't snatch you up, but you just over here in Sirius's room hanging out and chilling. Okay, right. cool, that's fine. We're all, we're all fine, no big deal. Um, so then Harry shows Hermione, um, his mother's letter, um, and then, and, and the photo, and then Harry's like, I've been looking for the rest of the letter, but it's not there, and Hermione's like, um, 
yeah, every every room I looked into on the way up had been disturbed. What do you think they were after? And Harry's like, information on the order, if it was Snape. Um, or maybe information on Dumbledore. And then he brings up Matilda Bagshot and tells Hermione, like, oh, she's still alive. She's um, in Godric's Hollow. And Hermione's like, and he's like, be pretty interesting to talk to her. He's trying to be all, like, Fly, but mm-hmm. she's her mighty motherfucking Granger, so you don't. A person trying to play she's her like, plays themselves. <laughs> so she's like, right. I, I like, I get why you want to go talk about Dumbledore and like and your parents, and I get why you want to go to Gajicalo and why you want to, you know, see Batilda, but I don't know that any of that will help with the Horcrux hunting that we're supposed to be doing. And. I don't think that should be our first stop until we understand what we On really do. On top of the Death Eaters will probably expect you to go there. They will be just yeah. chilling. So perhaps waiting on your ass. Not at the moment. Like difficult. I understand. And I'm with you. Yeah. Just I wrong get the time. impulse. Yeah. Yeah. I just need to say, and you're gonna be annoyed with me, but I just need to say it. Fuck the Patriots. <laughs> oh god. god. Damn it. Okay. Just fuck them. Fucking Death Eaters out here just winning. It's hard to stay, you know, positive when the Death Eaters continue to win. Sorry for your loss. Moving on. Um, It's not my loss. I don't even give a fuck. My team sucked. My team not even in the playoffs. Um, So... One day you want you want evil to lose and good to triumph. Only in fairy tales. Okay. So Hermione tells Harry about everything that um, Aunt Muriel had told her, and she's like, "I see why you'd be upset, but do you really think you'll get the truth from a, from a malicious old woman like Muriel or from Rita Skeeter? Um, how can you believe them? You knew Points. Dumbledore, and Harry. And Harry's like, "I thought I did." And she's like, but you know how much truth there is in everything Rita wrote about you. Um, how can you let these people tarnish your memories of Dumbledore? So this is interesting because it's like, it's one of those things where like, I'm, I feel like. She should be talking to Molly. <laughs> no, I think, no, it's one of those interesting things where I think that Harry at the very least, it's like slightly ironic, like he should appreciate how easy it is to, to, to believe something from Rita Skeeter, given that like she has gone in yeah. on him and then he's still like, okay, but what if. <laughs> You know what I mean? Like you gotta now you gotta like ease up on everybody who believed that you were like just out here for um what's the word? For like uh attention and whatever. Like at this point, like you you over here believe in anything. And not to say that obviously not to say that Rita will get into Rita's story about um Dumbledore and all that stuff in a bit, but like or in a bit. I don't actually remember what chapter that is, probably like a month or two. But it's just interesting to kind of see how he's kind of falling into the same trap that a lot of people have fallen into when it comes to Rita. And especially knowing right. like what she's done to him and to personally, personally knowing, knowing what he's done to him and for other people knowing what they've done, what she's done to like their family and like people they're close with and friends and stuff. And still like then being like, okay, but maybe she is a little right though. Um, yeah. It's just, it's interesting. Maggie asked if we know how long, um, Matilda's been dead and that Nagini's been hanging mm. out in the corpse. I think it was relatively recent um, because Simnika brings up that if it happened now, that would make eight or nine months and ooh, 
<laughs> egads. Like old people smelled funny sometimes. It's just yeah. like a part of, you know, it's just a part of life and aging. But if 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 you met an old person that smelled like that, that, mm, no. No. Um, so then Harry kind of looks away. Um, there it was again. Choose what to believe. He wanted the truth. Why was everyone so determined that he should not get it? And I don't think that Hermione's necessarily determined. She just, you know, thinks they should hunt Horcruxes. Given that that's why they're here. That's why we're here, fam. Like, I understand his, like... That's not to be like, oh, Harry's being dumb. I it's would just, not have dropped out of school if you were on some, I want right. to go to my hometown. That's not like, where that's they're not like, what I, I Like, I understand. And it makes sense that you would have this impulse and that you'd be feeling some type of way. But also... Mm, probably not. Um, and I think, okay. and this is the last thing, and then we move on. He brings it up again without a plan, like an actionable, workable plan. We get in, we get out, we're dressed as this. I want to ask her this, right. this, and this. It should take us about 15 minutes flat. Mm-hmm. And then we can operate, like, if that, yeah. you know what I mean? Like, if he had some sort of, like, like actions and, what is it called? Like, stated outcomes that he wanted from it, then, okay, we could talk. We could even talk. I would still, like, Hermione, like, I might still disagree, but at least we could have, like, a civilized conversation about yeah. it. But you just want me to run into where because of why? Um, so then... Hermione's like, maybe we should, you know, go get breakfast, eat some food. So he agrees and they're on their way. But then he notices the on the other door, um, a small sign, which is, it's a pompous little sign, neatly lettered by hand, the sort of thing that, that Percy Weasley might have stuck on his bedroom door. And it says, do not enter without the hey. express permission of Regulus Arcturus Black. Um, and so Harry, like, his brain kind of, recognizes it before he realizes why he recognizes it so he's kind of like oh shit this is it i don't know what it is but it's it and then he eventually then he kind of comes to it um and says hermione come back up here um and she's like what's the matter rab i think i found him and hermione's like where hold up what's going on um and then he points to regulus's sign saying he's he was a death eater um and then Hermione's like, this fits. If he became disenchanted, then he would have wanted to bring Voldemort down. Um, so he, so she shouts for Ron, who sprints up with his wand and is like, if it's massive spiders again, I want breakfast first. <laughs> like, I get it. I know why we're here. I know what, I know where we are and I remember. But like, let me eat and then we can tackle whatever right. weird doxies. And... They still gonna be here, obviously, because right. they were and here I, last you know, time. Where I we took tackled a them. Two hour tea break. Um, which, you know, phobias are phobias. <laughs> but when y'all talk, when y'all talk, that, of, of all the things. No, yeah, I the spiders, the I really don't sure. fault him for that at all. That's just, people got phobias. <laughs> and, at, and at a certain point, like, if you're not about to fight that shit, cool, that's fine. You know, do you. Right. Um,. But then, so the, but then Hermione points at the door, and so Ron kind of catches up, and he's like, "All right, B, what's going on?" So they go into um, Regulus's room, 
Whereas Sirius had sought to advertise his difference from the rest of the family, Regulus had striven to emphasize the opposite. So there's Slytherin colors everywhere. Um, the Black family crest is painted over the bed. Um, there's a collection of yellow. Oh, so along with the motto, um, Tursus, I've never actually figured out how to pronounce this. Um, but it's their motto, which basically translates to always pure. Um, and then beneath this was a collection of yellow newspaper cuttings. Um, which are all about Voldemort. So there's that, you know, direct line of... Could you imagine... So, I don't know why this made me just think of, like, the, like, parents of mass shooters, and they're like, we had no idea right. he was such a quiet boy. And you and go like, into well, his room. Flip-flop? are like, well, he's got a cut-out shrine of Voldemort's you know? best press clippings all about so. murder. So maybe that would have been a sign. Like... Yeesh. Yeesh. Get some Please. new heroes. There's just so many in the world, you know? Right? You know, so many people doing amazing things. Um, I don't really know who it's... Who, this isn't that long ago, right? Dumbledore, even. No. Dumbledore. Dumbledore Whoever was the right there for the Magic picking. was at the time. Like, you know? There were options. There were options. He had um, options. So then... Harry uh, notices another photograph of the Hogwarts Quidditch team smiling and waving out of the frame. It was the Slytherin team. Um, and so Harry kind of realizes that Regulus played Seeker, um, but no one else cares because they're trying to search for the locket. Um, and so they're, they're looking again. Yet again, somebody had searched before them. Um, so they've been looking for a while, and then Hermione's like, there's an easier way, Accio Locket. Um, and then Ron's like, is that it then? It's not here. And Hermione's like, it could be, but just under counter enchantments. So we'll have to continue to search manually. Um, so they comb every inch of the room for more than an hour, but were forced finally to conclude that the locket wasn't there. It could be somewhere in the house, though, said Hermione. Um, remember all those awful things we had to get rid of when we were here last time? The clock that shot bolts at everyone and those old roads that tried to strangle Ron. Regulus might have put them there to protect the locket's hiding place, even though we didn't realize it at... at and her, she just has this realization, and she's like, at the time. And then she's like, there was a locket mm-hmm. in the cabinet in the drawing room. Nobody could open it. And we, we, and so then Harry's like, oh shit, I remember too. And like, I low-key want to, I should have got brought Order of the Phoenix over here just to take it back to the text, but I don't feel like getting up. My back hurts. Um... I mean, I guess I could, but I'd have to step over a couple of piles because... No, you're good. Con yeah, Marie! But basically... But aha! But aha. Basically, so this is that moment where they were cleaning up in, uh... Like, towards the beginning of Order of the Phoenix, that chapter was called something I can't remember, but it was after... No. Before Harry's trial. So I think it was, uh... It's the ancient, it, it was the ancient and most noble house of black. Um, and so they were like, we're passing this locket around. None of them could open it. And Hermione's like, or sorry, and Molly and Sirius like, just toss it. Meanwhile, it's a whole ass horcrux. And just, wow. When I, when that, I had a moment when I was a kid where I decided I was going to write mm-hmm. where all like what, where the horcruxes were when they pop up. 
And so if you look mm-hmm. at my original copy of Order of the Phoenix, it says Horcrux under it. And then I stopped. Then I didn't do it. I just did it that one time and then never went through with the other books. And now I regret it every time I see it in the book. <laughs> I'm just like, <laughs> and like now I have annotated copies, but still. But like, this is the shit, right? Like we just went through this whole thing about how she writes people and her relationships and egads and her mutual respect and kinship. But then, like, this is a bop. Yo, I fucked with this. This is an classic. Like, she's so good at, like, <laughs> sewing this things. Is... Like, we're about to, um, there's something else later. Maybe it was this. But I feel like there's something else in a little bit later in this chapter. Maybe it was just this, where, like, she'll just drop a thing. And then you just don't even know. Like, she just, mm-hmm. like, ugh. Not at all. I stand. Peter Pettigrew, the locket. Like I don't hate that I stand. I I hate that I stand, right. but I still stand. That's what I was trying to say. Like, but like my give God. her her thing because as that is well. just masterful. Because, because she was just like, I'm gonna drop. It was this. She was just like, I'm gonna just drop this locket in order of the phoenix. No one even is talking about Horcruxes. Mm-hmm. No one's even thinking about Chamber of Secrets. What Y'all do you don't do? even what know that even, word. Like, Tom Riddle's diary. Like, what's that? Never heard of her. And then was just like. Hey, boom, two books later. Guess what? That's crazy. I just, my God. I, you know, I, I aspire. Just, I mean, aspire, but aspire without all the, like, you know, nastiness. Just this, this particular, in particular. Just, yeah. Yeah. Maggie points out Sirius in book one. I remember, woo, after reading Prisoner of Azkaban and going back to the Sorcerer's Stone, and I saw Sirius Black. When he said he borrowed the yeah, he borrowed the book. I was like eight. Uh, He borrowed the bike from Sirius Black. Oh shit! (laughs) I I didn't cuss back then, but that was what I said in my head. I was like, much right? Okay. This is like what I'm talking about whenever people are like, it's a children's book. I'm like, it's layers of shit that you won't even know. Like, yeah. The first two books are children's books, she's but she puts the all this shit okay? like, in just, here. Like, put it up in there. She's like, you don't even, you are not even a, the tiniest no. bit prepared, but I have my wine and I'm going to sit back and enjoy the edges that I have snatched. Like, please give her her thing. I mean, she has I the mean, body, to be honest. She has her things. Right. I actually take some of her things away so we can get back to this. She definitely has her things. They have not been denied maybe, her maybe, to her. Maybe we got, we got, we got this when she didn't mm-hmm. have all her things. Just like, man. You know? Oh, Amani went back to the text. There was a musical box that emitted a faintly sinister tinkling tune when wound, and they all found themselves becoming curiously weak and sleepy until Jenny had the sense to slam the lid shut, a heavy locket that none of them could open, a number of ancient fields. Like, just Just so, it. just like, casually. So She's just like, nonchalant. oh, you know. Just you, in between all the music box and this, some ancient we are fields. We all talking about this music box. We are all in for like, how does that mm-hmm. work? What does that mean? That's some dark mark stuff. And she's like, oh, just by the way, locket just in there, you know, you or know, just nothing. a locket. Never, never that experienced to be a horror this emotion. Never heard of it. <sighs> I'm not. I'm not even messing. I'm not messing with you, Delia. <laughs> but also, yeah. I mean, yeah. Oh, 
Oh, no, layers. there's layers. More okay, levels. okay. So Dahlia says, um, Jenny is the one who had sense to slam the lid shut because she is the one who knew what she it was, was like, like to be possessed. Witchcraft, and I won't stand for she it. She was like, okay, shut it down. Thumbs out right here. Shut it down. Wow. I just, just the, huh. it's so funny because in like two pages, I'm about to be like, she needs, Joe needs to take a seat. But right now, I am just, <laughs> I'm reveling. Oh my God. And then Maggie said, or Jenny knows what oh, it's like to make Maggie. people sleepy. And I would normally bench you, but no, you're the MVP. You uh, win. Yeah. So I just. Also, what has happened uh, to my friend, guys? What has happened to Maggie in the I think year 2019? This is just who she's always been. She just this heart is where she truly lives. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I just you know what this is. I'm, you asked me to you asked me to describe Maggie. I'm like she's the sweetest, most supportive person. But this shade, what could you feel? Um, yeah, I think I think one of the other reasons that her. I like this part a lot is because. It's just, I mean, it's the reason why I like that we're doing this and why I like, even when JK Rowling is doing the most and getting on my nerves in like real life, in wizard team life, I just like that I can come back to these books yeah. and it still makes me feel, while some things I'm like side-eyeing now, like for the most part overall, I still have the same feelings that I had when I first read them. Um, and so in this particular moment, it's just so refreshing to stand because that's why we started this podcast. And like, you know, it's right. been a long time. So I just, it's been it's a been long a time. And so I just like that we get to read this little passage and be like, wow, a master. Yep. You know? This is, this is why we're here. And then we're going right. to keep going so that we can get into uh, her being a problem again. So. You know what? She read Walt, Walt Whitman's poem and she said, yes, please. And she. Walt women said, I contain multitudes. And she said, yes. You're this. This is true. This is You're me. This. Um, okay. All right. So they, so then Harry's like, creature nicked loads of things from back from us. So they like thunder down the steps to the kitchen. Uh, Sirius's <laughs> mom is screaming about filth and mudbloods and scum. And they don't even bother shutting her up. They're like, we don't have the time for you Mm-mm. and your bigotry. We gotta find the nobody got time for that. It might be in the house. It's in the house. Okay? We gotta, we have to find it. Um, so they get into Creature's cupboard and wrench is open. Um, the only thing there is an old copy of Nature's Nobility, a wizarding genealogy, because Creature likes to keep up with um, the latest trends in pure bloodism, even though it's not the latest. I'm pretty sure it's an old book, but you know what I mean. It's yeah. just the history of it. I had this really bad thought that I'm going to share with you guys because safe space and you might get, we might get to Wednesday and proof is not on the podcast. But did you ever watch yes, Django Unchained? And you yep. know Samuel Jackson's character? Yes. Preacher. Mm-hmm. And I feel very uncomfortable. The same way I felt very uncomfortable that I knew that Quentin Tarantino wrote that movie, I felt very uncomfortable yep. that J.K. Rowling wrote this book. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Not, not alone. Okay, cool. Continue. Good. Um, so Good. Ron groans um, and Hermione closes her eyes and Harry's like, it's not over yet because guess what? I own Creature, guys. Ha <laughs> ha, it's lit. Um, so he calls Creature who appears. 
The house elf that Harry had so reluctantly inherited from Sirius appeared out of nowhere in the front of the cold and empty fireplace. Um, and he's like, master, and he bows, and as he bows, he says, back in my mistress's old house with the blood traitor Weasley and the mudblood. I forbid you to call anyone blood traitor or mudblood. Um, so he, he just is, he doesn't like creature. He found him to be a distinctly unlovable object that even, even if, even if object. the elf had never betrayed Sirius to Voldemort. But yes, object. Mm-hmm. Object. Indeed. And I just, I, again, I think it's fine. I mean, nah, this is. Fine is relative. I think it's fine if Harry has this, like, bias against Creature. Just, th- this is, huh, levels. I-, I think it's fine if he has bias against Creature. I think it's fine if he has a blind spot when it comes to house elves that aren't Dobby. Because I think that that's true of mm-hmm. many people and like, who are privileged, is that they have blind spots to marginalized, I guess, creatures in this particular, mm-hmm. like, context. Who aren't they, who they don't know and who aren't I mean, their friends? Right? Like you, people have it. It's and that's true what I'm saying. Yeah, so like it's, as well. it, it's it's yeah. That part is true. The problem is that, and we've talked about this since *Goblet of Fire*. The problem is that the book and the text and the narrator and J.K. Rowling also have this blind spot. If you're writing it, it's the same with like the Ron right. and Hermione. Not exactly the same, but like the similar thing with the Ron and Hermione um, relationship, where like. You can tell that, like, she doesn't realize what the real problem is. And if it had been deliberate, then it wouldn't, then you'd be like, okay, yeah, it's a problem, obviously, but there's, like, a commentary here, and we can tell that she's aware that this is here. I don't think she's aware that this is here. And it and it just goes back again. I just feel like, you know, take out the entire house elf plot, period. Because it started off mm-hmm. like, nah, okay, nah. And then it just kept getting worse. But you know what? I'm just thinking about too though is that she this this is the thing that she does she like starts something and then drops it and editors hey remember how you set up that whole relationship between Remus and Harry what you should keep that going now would be a really good time for Harry to reach out to Remus to get this question asked hey remember that time that Ron was very good at wizard's chess now would be a good this would be a good spot for Ron to come up with a strategic nope. solution. Hey, remember how you're setting it up so that Harry and Not Jenny fall in love? You might want to have some moments in which they develop a relationship. You know, I think and instead, a I'm going to create a monster and I'm going to put him in Harry's chest. Okay. Okay. You know what? You're right. You're right. It's quicker. Yeah. Saves time. Yeah. Sign. Um, so yeah, it's just, it's, bleh. um, Samnika says that, of course, Joe doesn't realize it. Even if she wrote it today, it would still read the same, which is, yes. I mean, shit, we already know. We saw how she was, never mind, I'm leaving it because I don't have the energy or the time <laughs> or the interest. So I'm just, um, Amani says on the plus side, we got me doing the voice of Edward, which I just will say I enjoy quite a bit. So perhaps, so That's perhaps I continue side? to stand for this reason as well. That's the know? plus side? Mm, <laughs> miss me. It's the only thing bringing That's me That's it? Joy. It's not, but like... <laughs> it's to bring me pain. No, I just really like that voice. It okay. makes me laugh. Because it's so dramatic. And it like... 
doesn't have to be that dramatic. Like, it just doesn't. Like, it does, but it doesn't. Never mind. It's fine. We'll just, we'll leave it. We'll table it for now. It's going to come back because she insists. So I just, I let her work through me. That's not it's sacrilegious. All right. I don't know if I, I don't know if I like that. It really did, but let's. Okay. Anyway, <laughs> let's move on. Um. So, Harry says, um, "I've got a question for you, and I order you to answer it, answer it truthfully." Two years ago, there was a big gold locket in the drawing room upstairs. We threw it out. Did you steal it back? Um, Creature says yes. Where is it now? Creature closes his eyes as though he could not bear to see their reactions to his next word. Gone. Um, and Harry's like, what do you mean it's gone? The elf shivered. He swayed. Creature, I order you to... So he, Harry's not like... Because he, one, does not see Creature as like... I, I don't want to say as human because he's not human. But mm-hmm. like as like a person. As like a sentient creature with feelings. Um, because he doesn't see that. Mm-hmm. Um, and because he's also in his own grief and his own feels and in his chest... He's not really, like, picking up on Creature's demeanor and not really... Fi- like, he's shouting all of these orders at Creature and, like, he doesn't really have to. Like, you're his master or whatever. Mm-mm. Everything you ask him, he has to do anyway. Um, and so you shouting at him is not really doing anything in particular other than allowing you to let off some frustration, maybe. Um, but he's like, I order you, but he's. it's not like creature is right like, exactly so it doesn't look minute. like creature is he's not starting to uh say no he's not Hurt he's not starting or, to deny yeah. it he's not starting to be like nah um he's he's just having his own like internal like he's having his own like traumatic and grieving moment as well and so i think that like in that moment just chill so then uh creature says mundungus fletcher um, he stole it all, Miss Bella's and Miss Sissy's pictures, which I just, wh- are you gonna, maybe for the frames? Because, like, are you just selling pictures of Narcissa and Bellatrix? And so who and for what? That just seems. Maybe for the frames, because they're probably, like, the gold pictures. or something. You could leave the pictures. And he was in I, a hurry. I, I mean, I Threw it all to bad. It just seemed a little... Just a little bit much. for like Mundungus. As far as Mundungus is like extra, it just seemed like a little much. My mistress's gloves, the Order of Merlin First Class, the goblets with the family crest, and and um, and then he utters a blood curdling scream. Um, and the locket, Master Regulus's locket, creature did wrong. Creature failed in his orders. Um, Harry reacts instinctively and stops him. Stops creature from um, grabbing a poker standing in the grate to punish himself. Um, and Harry's like, mm. oh, there's a so plus. then Harry says, I order you to stay still. And I just, just, the word. so he feels the elf freeze and releases him. So like, I, I mean, we, we've mentioned this and now it's been like years, um, which is just so weird guys. How are we on chapter 10 of Deathly Hollows? Um, just <laughs> thinking about like the elf, not elf magic, but like wizard magical constraints on elves and how they work because we see a lot of like like they on on top of having like like creature has failed in his mission so he's going to punish himself that's not that's like more of a right. learned practice versus harry saying stop moving and then he like freezes and can't move 
Like those are Freezes. two different things that are happening, and I'm and I still there are no like answers mm-hmm. at this point as to like because even when like creature betrays Harry that one time, he has to. It's like a semantic loophole that he has to take in mm-hmm. order to do that. Like he knows that he's like he's not lying to him, but he's willfully misunderstanding right. their command. I guess. Which is something that Dobby did all of the time. Mm-hmm. So when he was um, at the Malfoys. So it's very interesting how, how what that mm-hmm. is and how it works. So then <clears throat> Harry asks, I want to know, he said, I want to know the truth. How do you know Mundungus Fletcher stole the locket? Creature saw him, gasped Creature. And then Harry's like, uh, tell me everything you know about that locket and everything Regulus had to do with it. Um, so then Creature starts his tale, um, which is the name of the chapter, Goodumch or something. Um, so Good Master Sirius ran away, good riddance, for he was a bad boy and broke my mistress's heart with his lawless ways, which, you know, is like, this just a way to start a story, I suppose. Um, but Master mm-hmm. Regulus had proper pride. He knew what was due to the name of Black and the dignity of his pure blood. Um... For years, he talked of the Dark Lord, who was going to bring wizards out of hiding and rule the Muggles and Muggleborns. And when he was 16 years old, Master Regulus joined the Dark Lord. So proud, so proud, so happy to serve. So he's like the same year, or same age as one, as like Oof. Harry and Ron and them, but like as Draco. Um, and so mm-hmm. it's interesting because, hmm just love a moment to be petty. Um, so like you see how Draco reacts when he kind of realizes that this thing that he has um kind of idolized and kind of waited for like this moment to work for Voldemort and become like something more and to like be um like important on his own and then and then he (laughs) and then he um Sees the reality of it and freaks out, but like he, you know, we see that he's still working. He he's not trying to get out. He he he's still there. Still there. He's out here um, torturing Death Eaters for him. He got Voldemort all up in his house, just digging his feet in his couch, and he's not doing nothing. Making him cinnamon toast. I feel like you make you make your guests cinnamon toast for breakfast. So that's what Drake doesn't do. Drake is making Volmer right. cinnamon toast for and breakfast. And just is like there. Meanwhile, Regulus, a year after he joins, comes to, uh, well, like, so first, like, Reg- so it's not to say that Regulus didn't do some shit, right? Because so he, a year after he joins, Regulus comes a creature and is like, um, no, not yet. Not quite. So first, he's like, the Dark Lord requires an elf. Yeah. So I do want to point out, because we're talking about, like, how how elves are, um, treated within the book and within and like this Mm -hmm. so we see this part where creature says master regulus always liked creature and then he says that regulus told him that the dark lord required an elf so again he's still not treating creature as a person with feelings and autonomy he's like i offered you up to do this service because you belong to me and so you're going to go do this thing yep like he's, but but creature. But is I'm like, nice, but he's to nice to you while I'm and your so, slave master. Which isn't to say that like creature is necessarily wrong because that is definitely a kind of outlook or like stance you can take 
when you're enslaved or when you're in that kind of moment where you kind of take the people who are nice to you and that's how you kind of are and also like creature doesn't have any alternatives to think of like the thing that made dobby so weird was because he could see in existence outside of that and there are no and like on purpose there are no examples there's no examples for house elves in general to see an existence outside mm-hmm. of their enslavement. And so for them, it's like your conditions are have no one, right? And be left alone to, and like what all the probably tons of horror stories and folklore that they get told for house elves who get cast aside, right? Have no one and be shunned or have a family that treats you horribly, but you have a family or have a family that treats you well Mm -hmm. and treating you well is a spectrum. Yeah. Right. So creature over here, like master regulus says, thank you. And doesn't iron my, or Mm -hmm. make me iron my hands, whatever the fuck the Malfoy's over there doing. So I'm good. Mm -hmm. I have a good life. Um, so then Creature says, Master Regulus volunteered Creature for, uh, for Voldemort. Um, it was an honor for him and for Creature, who must be sure to do whatever the Dark Lord ordered him to do, and then to come home. But also, um, for a moment, let's just point out that this show, Dark Lord, your Dark Lord don't have his own house elves. The pinnacle of, that is, like, yeah. a status. No. That's the symbol of, you know, like, just one He's status on the symbol. 28, so, like, the fuck is he doing out here anyway? Like. Go take a nap. Right. How about you go live? He how about you go live in your muggle house? Like how about that? Fudge his family trees. How about keep? How about that? Um. So. Okay. So then, creature goes to the dark lord. The dark lord did not tell creature what they uh, were to do, but took creature with him to a cave beside the sea. And Harry's like, "Oh well, shit! I know that cave. Um, Sounds familiar." So he tells him. Uh, he says there was a boat. Um. And he says, and so it says, Harry knew the boat, ghostly, green, and tiny, but which so as to carry one wizard and one victim toward the island in the center. This then was how Voldemort attested the defenses surrounding the Horcrux by borrowing a disposable creature, a house elf. Um, but again, it's okay. My Jesus thing is, is like, I, like in this moment, the way that it's worded does not bother me because he's thinking of it in terms of Voldemort and how Voldemort would think about it. The problem doesn't come in that. It comes right. in the fact that there is no, it's not like the wizarding world as a whole thinks of house elves any different. So it's really just like, it's okay. Yeah. This is just an, right. this is, this is an a problem. It's, but it's, again, it's only really a problem when it's like an evil person doing it. So like with Dobby, it was fine that he wanted to yeah. escape because he was owned by the Malfoys. Right? Like, right. Any other count, like even Winky, like she's, it, you know, she would never want to escape and it was never a thing because it was by a, quote, good person like Barty Crouch Sr. and like the Crouches or whatever. Or um, So it's just kind of like, uh, like the, just the, it's the, the nuance and the like real introspection is not there. Uh, yeah. But it's also, there's another like, Part of this, which is, I think all of that is true, but 
even for Regulus, it takes something like right. this. So for him to be shooketh. Yeah, but like, say that this was like a nice night out. Like, Voldemort required an elf and he got him, put him in a car and they drove to the middle of nowhere and they, they <laughs> just, had a tent and then they, feels- you know... It was nice, and he had his he had his own um, cupboard under the stairs in the tent, mm-hmm. and then they built the uh, what them things? I don't even know. All the rocks and a big thing the druids made. They built a pyramid because I can't remember the name of the thing mm-hmm. in, in Scotland or whatever. Um, and he had him moving the the bricks to build the pyramid with magic and he got breaks they'd be like oh that's cool what an adventure but he didn't get paid okay but he didn't get paid he did like a lot of work yeah you know yeah the stone circle thing maggie y'all know what i'm talking about stonehenge <laughs> thank you don't be rude <laughs> she over here trolling <laughs> But yeah, so if, if Voldemort took him to like build Stonehenge, right? And like there was no um, evil potions that he had to drink and crazy shit that he like, or, you know, it was still, but it was Later. still hard mm-hmm. backbreaking work that a normal human couldn't do because they would have died. Like, are we as appalled? We should be. But nope. Not in the wizarding world. Nope. It's just like how people are so mad that the the White House was built by slaves. Yeah. Wasn't a... Like, I'm sure the the slaves that built the White House aren't standing there looking at that monument and being like, mm-hmm. I did that with a sense of pride. <laughs> They're like, motherfuckers. Give me my back pay. <laughs> You know right? I mean? If you pay me. Um, okay. So, um, there was a basin full of potion. On the island, the Dark Lord met, made Creature drink it. Um, as he drank, he saw terrible things. He made Creature drink all the potion. He dropped the locket into the empty basin. He filled it with more potion. And then the Dark Lord sailed away, leaving Creature on the island. Um, Creature needed water. He crawled to the island's edge and he drank from the Black Lake. And hands, dead hands, came out of the water. And Harry's like, how did you get away? And the creature says, Master Regulus told Creature to come back. Um, and Harry's like, I know, but but how? Um, and Creature's like, he told me to come back. Um, Ron says he disapparated. Um, elf magic isn't like wizard's magic. They can apparate and disapparate inside of Hogwarts when we can't. Um, so, again, questions about elf magic. I just need more information on the elves, but I also don't want it from Joe. Even though mm-hmm. I stand a well laid out plan. Just not the house elves. Because it wasn't well laid out. Haha. Ha. Um, consistency. So um Hermione spoke speaks her voice icy. Of course Voldemort would have considered the ways um house elves far beneath his notice. Sorry, the ways of house elves far beneath his notice. Just like all purebloods who treat them like animals, it would have never occurred to him that they might have magic he didn't. So again, it also goes back to like, 
Voldemort's own ignorance and arrogance about blind spots, like other kinds of magic that, like you know, stuff that he doesn't deem uh, worthy or important. Worthy, he just kind of note. ignores, and then it leads to his downfall. Like that's kind of what uh, Dumbledore was talking about in the last book. Um, although that time it was about love. This is mixtape. Um, so mm-hmm. the house of highest law is his master's bidding intoned creature creature was told to come home so creature came home um and then harry's like what did regulus say when uh you told him what happened master regulus was very worried um he told creature to stay hidden and not to leave the house and then it was a little while later the regulus came to find creature in the cupboard one night um he was strange disturbed in his mind and he asked creature to take him to the cave where creature had gone with the dark lord um so, I mean, it's not fully clear um, what yeah. changed Regulus. Like. I think he just see. I think he has wizard PTSD and he just. Right. And I think things. that on top of. Yeah. It's, 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 it's probably very similar to like what was going on with Draco, except Draco is a coward and like right. whatever. Um, where he probably just saw some things. But Draco comes oh, by that honestly. Know. You've I met his father. Um, <laughs> so yeah, I think that I think that it's definitely like he he probably just saw some shit and then realizes now that like Dark Lord got Horcruxes and he's like, well then sh- shit, I gotta get out, gotta do something. Um, and so they go off to the cave, um, and Harry's like, and you and he made you drink the potion, but creature shook his head and wept. Regulus took the pocket. Took, sorry, took from his pocket a locket like the one the Dark Lord had, and he told Creature to take it, and when the basin was empty, to switch the lockets. And he ordered Creature to leave without him, um, never tell to never tell my mistress what he had done, but to destroy the first locket. Um, and so... Um, and so, and then Regulus, and he watches as Regulus, you know, is drug under by Inferius. So... That's... Sad and awkward. So fuck that dude. Which dude? Oh, cool. Yeah. Voldemort. <laughs> it's a lot of dudes, but I don't know. <laughs> it's like, huh? Um. I mean, so then, I guess, yeah. Uh, Hermione has a moment where she's like, "Oh, creature," and she tries to give him a hug, and then creatures like the mudblood told touched creature. He will not allow it. What will his mistress say? And then because Harry forbade him forbade him from uh, saying mudblood, he immediately starts to punish himself. Um, Hermione's like, stop him. Don't you see now how sick it is the way they've got to obey? Um, so yeah, I mean, I just... So um, in the chat, Tiana says, um, Harry Tubman said that she saves thousands of slaves and could have saved thousands more if they knew they were slaves. The house elves are brainwashed. Dobby was not and saw a better life for himself. Which... I think it's true, and I think would have been a really great um, commentary to make commentary and, a, to and make. a good like thing to explore. J.K. Rowling just does not have the range, so she started that and then never interrogated that or like moved it forward in any kind of way. So Mm-mm. that's kind of where my issue lies because I think that like her setup was okay. Um, she just didn't interrogate that she just kind of took for granted that that was just what it was in the same way that the wizards take for granted that that's just what it is right and it's also like what you were you said earlier it's like how she writes it like 
the fact that like Molly Weasley is like I would have well, Ron is it says Molly? That, I think says it's, it maybe it's Ron. Her. Molly would have liked to have a house elf and like right. And then they move on. And it's just like mm, mm-hmm. no. <laughs> you know, like or but dad wouldn't let her because he he finds the practice barbaric exactly. or some something. We just don't get it. Yeah. Um, and then Simnika asks how Regulus can tell Creature not to tell his mistress. Isn't she higher in the hierarchy? That, that's a good question. I don't really know how that works. Yeah. I feel like, but also I think it that, like, might her... kind of be like, oh my god, I'm about to say this and it's gross, but I didn't write this, so take it up with mm. your queen, JK. I think it might be like dogs. Like, if you... Like, with dogs, if there's, like, multiple people that live in a house, you know, like, they listen to everyone, and it's everyone's dog, mm-hmm. but it's one person's dog. Like, you can always, you always know, like, whose who's dog it really is. Like, who who is that right. puppy riding and dying for? Um, and they might love them all. They might love all of their um, keepers or companions or owners, if you call, I don't like to be called Luna's owner, Luna's companion. Um, but or her person, they might love all of their people, but there there's one, right. <laughs> and you're gonna know who that one is. Like, and I think that at least with creature, it seems like creature was Regulus's elf, and he served them all. Um, but but he belonged to Regulus, mm-hmm. or like that was his dude. And Amani also brings up that the mistress had to ask, um, if she had asked, she would have had to ask, like, very specifically. And also, um, like, that was what I was going to say, because also, like, she probably wouldn't know to ask Creature. Because she wouldn't know that right. Creature even knew where Regulus was. Right. And Regulus went off, and also in the circumstances, Regulus went off to be with the Dark Lords. Right. Shit happens. Yeah. So, yeah. So there's no reason for her to ask Creature specifically what happened. And and, 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 and and not just a Creature what happened to Regulus. Like a very specific, where did he go? Where could we find mm-hmm. him? Why did he go? Type of, there's, there's no reason for that to have happened. And also, Regulus was living a wild life. And so they probably just assumed, like, what happens to you know, Death Eater than the line right. of fire happened to their son. Right. Which is not untrue. Um, <clears throat> uh, so then Creature, after Harry kind of gets him to stop punishing himself, um, he continues, after Creature continues and says nothing uh, Creature did made any mark upon it. Um, so many powerful spells upon the casing. Creature was sure the way to destroy it was to get inside, but it would not open. Creature punished himself. He tried again. He punished himself. He tried again. Um, he failed to obey orders. Creature could not destroy the locket. Um, and so Creature is, he begins to sob so hard that uh, there are no more coherent words. Hermione's crying. Ron looks troubled. Um, Harry is just like kind of not understanding. He says, I don't understand you. Voldemort tried to kill you. Regulus died to bring Voldemort down, but you were still happy to betray Sirius to Voldemort. Um, so, like, again, he's still stuck in his own feels. 
Which is not mm-hmm. wrong. But it just right. like is not allowing him to kind of look past his own problems. Um Right. And also the fact that they are the the thought that those things are tied together right. in creature's mind at all. I mean that's what Like Sirius was not a part of the blacks long before Voldemort showed up. Like, he grew up being a black sheep. He grew up not fucking with that family. Like, Sirius's departure from his family really doesn't have much to do with Voldemort except for feeling terrible about... And also, like, like, feeling like he... And that he wasn't there. He lives in a horrible family who supports Voldemort and he's like, that is awful, but, like, not in a... Like, I don't know. He probably... I don't know. So, Hermione says, um, Creature doesn't think like that. He's a slave. House elves are used to bad, even brutal treatment. Um, what Voldemort did to Creature wasn't that far out of the common way. What do wizards... Wizard ward mean... Sorry. What do wizard wards mean to an elf-like creature? He's loyal to people who are kind to him. Um, and then... Harry, Harry's like serious and she's like serious was horrible to creature like let's not try to do the thing and like yeah in the, so like reading it this time I kind of thought about creature's line I mean sorry not creature sorry Sirius's line which I can't even remember if it was his line in the actual books anymore but um the world is not split between good people and death eaters um and so yes I think it's okay he says it in both I feel like it's in different contexts but yes um but maybe not. I don't remember. I think that it's like there, you, there's just a lot of nuance in here that Harry is not understanding. Um, but Hermione is kind of like able to parse out, right? Like she likes Sirius, but I think because she's not as close to him as Harry mm-hmm. was, um, she's able to kind of like see, like, yeah, he was a good person, but he was also terrible to creature, and those things can be both be true, like, uh what's her name, Walburga, was a horrible person, but she was nice to Creature. And she loved her family, most of her right. family in the way that And she so that's not that. to, like, excuse the bad things, but it is to say that, like, within Creature's worldview, um, those are the things that he cared about in those moments. <clears throat> right. Um. So then, uh, oh, uh-huh. Before you keep going, I just want to say, so Maggie mentioned that there's a lot of use of Voldemort's name, which is tabooed. Um, And Samika responds that, like, the house is protected, though. Um, And so that's probably why the Death Eaters end Mm -hmm. up standing outside of the house, because they know that the name has been used in this area, but they cannot get to or see Grandma Place. Yes. Although, I don't think people start showing... And then Lupin shows them how to enter and leave when he shows up. Yeah. Okay. Yes. Okay. Sorry. I was thinking about timeline. But yes, that makes sense. No, it's fine. I I just... I had to go ahead for like two seconds just to make sure. But yeah, that makes sense. Um... Because on top of that, like, I think that they're able to break the enchantments that the ministry sets or that are, like, ministry regulated, but, like, Moody added a little extra, too, so um, it's a little bit different. You know what I mean? Like, they were able to break into uh, yeah. 
the burrow because they were able to break those enchantments right. like by the ministry and then when they went but to the, the ministry never the ministry never protected right. Grandma that's what i'm place. saying and then that on top of that like when they were in uh yeah. what's it called the cafe like you know magical protection protections right also i wonder too and i'm just wondering this if if you're inside of a protective space can they get like magic like i mean i'm sure that it makes sense that like the death eaters are circling around because Voldemort's name has been said, but it also feels like you should be able to be like Voldemort, 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 Voldemort inside of protected space. Maybe because I think the other thing too is that like they because I I always maybe, maybe assumed not. I the reason like why I would great, to go though. check or whatever is because <laughs> I thought that they showed up because they were assuming that Harry might be there, and then and then more kind of show up around and, and second also, first because for some reason they think that he would just like go to Hogwarts, which, I mean... Go to Hogwarts. And also, Snape does know about Grandma Place, and has possibly told them that it's protected, he can't tell them anything about it, but that there is a spot mm-hmm. in that general area. Yeah. Um, or she just fucked up, but I don't think so. I think there's an explanation. <laughs> um, okay. So, um... Harry kind of has this moment. So Harry, sorry, sorry. Hermione says, I've said all along that wizards would pay for how they treated house elves. Well, Voldemort did. And so did Sirius. And so this is like the first moment where Harry, which was, I mean, a bar and a read, but like, this is the first time that Harry is able to hear that information without getting defensive. Because this is more or less what Dumbledore told him at the end of Order of the Phoenix. But, you know, Sirius's death was fresh. Um, Harry was looking for people to blame. And so, Creature and Snape and as well. Creature like, right there. He, it was easier then to just kind of like write that off and be like, yeah, whatever, bro. Like, I'm not like here for this. Um, or like, I don't want to hear this. But in this moment, where he's being presented with like, like this information that doesn't fit in his head because he has a very black and white view of who Creature is and who the Blacks are and even who the Death Eaters are. Um, Mm-hmm. For like the way that Hermione's explaining it now, he's able to like receive it. Yeah. So then creature. So then Harry decides to be nice. Uh, he says, "Creature, when you fill up to it, please sit up." Um, and then he says, "I'm going to ask you to do something." He wanted to give the order kindly, but at the same time, he could not pretend that it was not an order. Um, he says, "Creature, I want you, please, to go and find Mundungus Fletcher. We want to uh, ensure that Regulus didn't die in vain." Um, creatures like find Mundungus Fletcher and Harry says and bring him here to Grimmauld Place. Creature nods and then Harry has a sudden inspiration. He pulls out Hagrid's purse and took out, takes out the fake Horcrux and he says Creature I'd uh, like to like you to have this. This belonged to Regulus and I'm sure he'd want to, you to have it as a token of gratitude for what you and then Ron's like bro like chill because Creature then falls all the way out. <laughs> um <laughs> <laughs> he's just like I cannot I am verklempt um like this is just too much and Ron is like yeah you maybe wanted to dial it back like just a little yeah, bit you like you could have given him a locket but just like it pull it back just eh, yank it back um mm-hmm. and so 
It took nearly half an hour to calm down Creature, who was so overcome to be presented with a black family heirloom for his very own that he was too weak at the knees to stand properly. Um, when he finally gets, he pulls it together, he makes them promise that they were, will make the locket safety his their type priority while he's away. Um, and then he gives two low bows to Harry and Ron and a funny little spasm in Hermione's direction that might have been an attempt at respectful salute before disapparating. Um, and then that's the end of the chapter. So, I mean, we'll see when Creature returns more like how Harry's kind of very, not, I, wouldn't, I don't want to say reluctant, but like very sudden change in how he talks to him and how he kind of suddenly becomes just ready to do anything for Harry and eh, that part is mm-hmm. uh, but we'll get there later not yet um yeah it is a choice it's a choice <laughs> this is like what I'm gonna say it now was a choice on. like and it's a choice that's true it was a choice lots of things cool MVP and bench yes. who is All your right. MVP I have a really hard time with this one and I'm going mm. to end up MVPing Creature. I, not because I think that okay. he did anything particularly brave, but just because he went through it and I feel bad for him. And, um... True. Yeah, like... I, just, I feel bad for Creature, so... I feel that. Um, I made Hermione my MVP because, um... Like, I, I appreciate her kind of putting uh, Creature's situation in a context for Harry and also, like, standing true to her beliefs without it for once being mm-hmm. made fun of. Um, and then also for, like, keeping Harry on track. Yeah. Um, he's very easily distracted and, you know, he has a lot of feels. Yes, I think. And it makes sense. That's um, fine. Yeah, I'm We've sure. talked about it before. Um, <laughs> Yeah, but, like, he, like, and, and there are all these things that he wants to do, and he doesn't really have a plan for any of those things, and for her to just be like, yo, right here, Horcruxes, that's, like, that's what we need to be focusing on, I think is really important. Um, so, yes, that's why. Okay, um, Delia makes Creature her MVP for being loyal to his master to the end. The whole thing is really kind of gross because of JK's lack of range. It's true, but he cared for Regulus, and he deserves one win. Maggie makes Harry the MVP for putting the R.I.B. puzzle pieces together on his own for once, which is okay. true. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. He he told Hermione, he, he, he laid it out for Hermione, and that doesn't mm-hmm. happen very often. Um, Amani makes, makes Creature the MVP for all the levels of bullshit he had to deal with, including Joe's writing and still dropping bars on Massa Harry despite magical restrictions. Massa Harry. <laughs> the amount of times that I've benched Imani with just like the emoji uh, this uh, recording should should just tell you things. Um, Samika makes Regulus her MVP for being a teenager and attempting to destroy the locket and not making Creature drink the potion um, a second time, which, yeah, like, yeah. He totally could have done yeah. that. Right. He got out. He, he was like, I put you in this position. I just need you to take me there. Although, to he be really honest, could have gotten out. I mean, like, okay, there would have been yeah. trauma 
about like you know for for creature like if he didn't actually care for creature he could have made him take drink it again and then just say and then come home mm-hmm. and then they both would have been alive but like creature probably wouldn't ever right. like but him also again. like regulus would have been alive for a hot second because you you don't right. leave the death eater it's really... kind of a, a gang type of situation it's true. <laughs> That's, that You're is not true. getting out, not and I think he he knew that. He, he, um, yeah, he was like, "I'm gonna just do this." Yeah, and I just wish he would have known that there was more than one Horcrux. But how could he have known? I mean, he was right. also like 17. So. He was on some slughorn. Yeah. My God, man! <laughs> how many? <laughs> I still can't believe that man let him mm-hmm. get to the question. I'm still upset about mm. that. <laughs> like seven, and you didn't say good, okay. Good, night. good day. It's time for you. Have it's time for bed. Too much it's fire with your me. bedtime. My God, them little crystallized pineapples right. going to your head. Yikes. Um, bench. Ooh, I got a bench. Severus, motherfucker. Oh, Snape. Like, indeed. I honestly, like, you know, I have a, I have a plan. Some might call it a campaign. You know, call it what you will. But I honestly came mm-hmm. into this chapter ready to bench Voldemort for the things that he did to Creature and Regulus. And then this conversation, mm-hmm. and I was like, the man is trash. The man he's, is he's garbage. straight garbage. Unmitigated. Garbage. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. And I, I think the thing, too, is that it makes it worse because, not just, not because, like, people think he's a good guy that's like, sort of. it worse. but also because but also because he thinks he's yeah. a good guy it's less like Voldemort knows he's evil he calls himself right. the dark lord and like you know barring like uh like subversive uses of dark versus light like he knows what that shit means he knows he's out here like I am evil and the ruler of evil and that's mm-hmm. what the fuck I'm doing he didn't think that what he's doing he's is dark horse good. the evil league of evil he knows he just wants he to knows. do that shit and he knows it's evil he's coming out here to be the evilest evil person you done ever met like that's, that's his brand. goal right on it Snape is out here Snape is out here like wow I'm so misunderstood why and don't like, she like me man my life died and, like, I can't believe she didn't love me, even though, like, I was really creepy and hated everything about people like her um, and, like, tortured people and, like, created spells to cut people open. But, like, still, she should just love me. Um, so I'm going to, like, steal her words and her, like, picture. Actually, rip her mm-hmm. picture in half and then just steal the picture of her so I can just keep it. And then do what with it? Like, cry? Right, and so my thing, like, too, I is, just, like, that like, letter is a very beautiful letter about who she is as a family person and the things that she values. And he and doesn't he care said, about that. He cares about the name. Oh, Lily. He said, fuck that. I'm ripping that apart. I Lily just wrote want her. this. Like, what? Yeah, I mean, and we're going to get to it, obviously, and it'll keep coming up, but, like, he very much did, did not, not love her. He loved the idea of her. He he loved what he thought she was, or, or who, who he she, thought he, or who, who he, he wanted her to was, be, and then and who he wanted her to be, and then in the end, after she's died and like all this stuff has happened, he's still holding on to who he wanted her to be and what could have been, even though it couldn't have because she fucking married another person and ditched your ass, and so like, but still holding on to like what you know. 
I'm a nice guy, and if she hadn't gone for the bad boys, because, you know, girls always go for the bad guys, um, then, like, we'd be so happy right now. So, like, I'm fuck assuming him. you also benched him? And he's benched. <laughs> I, hell yeah, I benched Because we were still him. on my thing. And then you just were like, I know, Give but me I just got time. like, and y'all know, and y'all know, Give I am not on the, on the Snape campaign. I mean, like, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm not on the Snape needs to lose this book. I don't think he does. I want him to lose the the series, uh, the series but I also am like here for fair. Like, you bench who you want to bench. I'm just, I want it to be as not objective is not the word, Organic. but like, you know what I mean. Organic as possible, but like today he needed to sit. I just. He took that woman's, that woman poured her heart out about her son's first birthday, put a picture in it, was like, my husband is cooped up, but he knows it's for the best. My husband, Mm -hmm. my whole husband Mm -hmm. who birthed this baby and you, serious, we miss terribly. We miss you so much. Who Snape hates. And he was mm-hmm. like, let me, let me rip out this, uh, let me rip her picture out and <laughs> her signature real quick and put it in my memory book because of reasons. So I can just have tears when, or other things, but keep it PG. Whew. All right. <laughs> and in this vein, we're going to just continue on. Delia also benches mm-hmm. Snivellus like Snape. She don't care. She don't care. He showed up and ransacked Harry's house, knowing it was Harry's house, and stole a picture of his mother and a letter knowing Harry is an orphan because of him. Not only not only okay. knowing that Harry is an orphan, but knowing that the reason Harry is an orphan is because of him and doesn't have any connection to Lily. What would Willie, Lily want, Snape? Not this. Not this. She up in heaven. She up in heaven or whatever the like wizarding but this is like. Wow. This like he just, just really can't let woo. shit go. From when we were kids, like Stage that's crazy. Five clinger. I am dead. Like yikes. I'm man. I dodgeable it. Okay. Um, Samnika benches Snape for his 17 year obsession with Lil- Lily, tearing her out of the mm-hmm. pick and stealing her signature, and Harry for easily falling into master role and ordering creature around so easily. So both and valid. Amani mm-hmm. bitches creepy ass motherfucker Snape for being a creepy ass motherfucker. Mm-hmm. And I need you to Concise. read that in Samuel L. Jackson's voice. I know I didn't do it justice, but <laughs> that's what that is. Maggie, mm-hmm. the walking fedora, and Mega had himself Severus friend zone Snape, who absolutely ruined what would have been a precious moment. Also, he could separate a dead woman from the memory of how she lived and ogle a corpse against her will. Bars. Whew. God. Mm-hmm. Gosh. Mm-hmm. Um, going back, Tiana MVPs Hermione for teaching and laying out for Harry and Ron informing Oh, for teaching and laying it out for Harry and Ron, informing that despite being a house elf, you still have to treat sentient beings with respect, not just because you want something, but because it's the right thing to do. And then she benches Snape for being creepy and stealing a picture of Lily with her husband and son that she sent to someone who that was not Snape. She's disconnected. Mm-hmm. Get over it. Move on. Not only is she disconnected, she's dead. She's been dead, dead for damn 17, 17 years. 16 like, years. Like, yo, word. Like, get over that shit. You're a grown-ass Ooh. man. This is like a high school right. crush. 
You should have been This is a year-long hug, like, run Go wash your hair and go get out there. Like, what is wrong get with you? Get on with her tender. Like, get your shit together. You, like, long walks on the beach and and purses that make you bleed out. You know? You know there's someone saying? out there for like, you. Fuck. There's someone out there for you. You got this. Huh. Lord. Um, um, she also honorary benches the Wizarding World for their treatment of house elves and the magical Stockholm Syndrome that envelops their lives. And then Delia also would like to make Maggie MVP for yep. those bars. Thank you all for listening. Um, next week, we will be discussing Chapter 11 of Harry Potter and the Deathly Hollows, The Bribe. Um, just so y'all are all aware, Connie is not allowed to talk Bye. tweet. Join this episode. Bye. Please. She knows, but she also just Bye. should be reminded. Constance, we have not. a Slack channel. We have a moratorium. Just for you. Nope. nope. Not at all. Nothing. Nothing. Oh, wow. Shutting it down. all the way down. Connie, all the get way some down. pen and paper and write the stuff out <laughs> and then burn them in a fireplace. <laughs> Leave us out of it. But everyone Woo. else, make sure to follow along and let us know who you think is the real MVP and who is you the You know that's some shit um, when Bayana is the one that is like, bye. Um, but let us know who you think is the real MVP who is benched for the chapter. Um, join the conversation on Twitter at WeBlackAndNerds, hashtag wizard team, and like, you know, pop up. Pop out, show out for uh, Black Wizard History Month. Mm-hmm.